Blog Talk Radio. Barbara Calvano, and welcome to Let's Ask the Angels on most Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here. I'm broadcasting from New York City on Blog Talk Radio, and I am a angel intuitive, angel card reader, and a life coach, and you can find out more about me at my website, B. Calvano Coaching, and information is here at the Blog Talk page. Also, this coming Sunday, I will be here in New York City at the Hotel Pennsylvania at the Awaken Fair. With my husband, he will have a table selling and showing his beautiful healing floral photography, and I will be giving a talk on connecting with your angels to create an extraordinary life and giving angel card readers, and there'll be so many uh, vendors and healers there, and uh, you can find out the information at my website. So I'm really excited today to have my special guest, Bridget Parvin, and I'll bring her on in a second. I just want to tell you a little bit about her. I've never met her personally, but I know her from my Facebook community with angel uh, card readers, angel intuitives. And Bridget is currently, I believe the book is complete, but will soon be published and released uh, from Hay House called How to Get Your Life Back, uh, written also with Doreen Virtue. And it's about Bridget and Doreen's experiences in recovery and how the angels intervened along the way. And the book will also include stories of other people's experiences and with their angels. And Bridget is an amazing woman. She's also a certified advanced angel therapist practitioner, angel therapy medium, past life reader, hypnotherapist, yoga recovery counselor, Akashic record reader, yoga teacher, and Reiki practitioner. And she has been self-employed since 1994 and, and the owner of Bridget Serenity Studio, a spiritual books and gift store. And she has a Studio B Wellness and Yoga Center. And she also has her own chemical-free hair salon she shares with her daughter, Noelle. And she's in Northern California. So she's quite busy. You can see all the things that you can do when you, really, when you get your sobriety. And this is a place, uh, her salon is a place of peace, place where you can breathe, a place you can go and let go, a place to reconnect with yourself and a place to be you. Her husband is also an incredible sound healer. So that information is at her website, which is BridgetParvin.com, and that's B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E-P-A-R-V-I-N.com. And I'm just going to go ahead and bring her on and have her share with us about her book. So hello, Bridget. Hello, Barbara. Hi, so great for you to be here today. It is so wonderful. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you. So, as I said, we've never met in person, but I feel like I've known you for a long time because we share so many of the same commitments and um, things that make us happy. You know, being well, yoga, angels, sobriety, and happy life with our marriages. You know, so we, we share a lot and our sobriety. So please go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, anything that you want to share with our listeners, and also um, about your book, how it came about. Okay, thank you so much. First off, it's an honor and a privilege to be on your show and connecting with you. I feel like you are my soul sister, and I know someday we will physically meet, and the yeah. beautiful thing is even with Without that, it's a time our hearts are still connected, and I just feel mm-hmm. so much the kindred soul in you. And that I'm so excited to share about with the book is my own personal journey through addictions and how sobriety and recovery has greatly changed my life. When 
when I was in the midst of addiction, there were always miracles happening, although when I was in the midst of them, I had no idea that it was miracles and divine intervention. And so I pretty much had abused alcohol and drugs from the time I was 13 to 29. Mm -hmm. And I had lost all hope completely. And, and in fact, I thought my life was quite done and physically, emotionally, and spiritually, I was ready to leave this planet and Mm -hmm. divine intervention happened. And I, I just had miracles after miracles happen. And one of the biggest things that, is so beautiful with the book and the message that mm-hmm. dissolving the stigma. It's one of the things that with alcoholism and drug addiction, there's justification, rationalization. It's easy to look at and other people and and rationalize that you're not doing that bad with it, that you've kind of yeah. got it going on still and you compare Mm -hmm. things kind of like Mm -hmm. saying well I haven't lost a job yet I haven't had Mm -hmm. a DUI and this Mm -hmm. measuring stage is limitless and in this that's part of the disease talking to us and so I find that in my experience with it because of the family lineage and also through our ancestors there's so much shame and guilt that goes along with Mm -hmm. the tragic situations that happen with alcoholism Mm -hmm. and drug addiction that it's really hard to reach out and get help Mm -hmm. and so the whole purpose of this book is to one Doreen is going to be sharing her story in it like you had Mm -hmm. mentioned I will and then we have countless other people sharing their stories and Mm -hmm. yours is also included which I'm so excited about (laughs) and the addictions come in so many forms, so it's not always just alcohol. It's not always yeah. just drugs. It, it comes in the forms of which this one runs through my veins, and I've had to work on it for a long time, is that approval seeking, you know, yep. and all of that. And now we have so many facets to addiction that in our mm-hmm. culture and society, we're all mm-hmm. addicted to something. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And and uh, I'm just sensing how timely this book is, how extraordinary this book is, because I totally agree with you. There are just so many more types of addiction that we can hide in, and we, we know what are we hiding from? We're hiding from our from telling the truth about our unhappiness, and it's so easy to hide and to pretend that things are all right. And like you said, you know, um, and, and even for myself, I will have um, some 26 years of uh, sobriety August 1st. And Congratulations. Me, thank you. It's one day mm-hmm. at a time. And you know, we're not pushing 12-step programs here, you know, but it did make a difference for me and Bridget. But pretending that you're okay, pretending that you're, you're all right. And, you know, I was not, I hadn't lost everything yet but I was extremely unhappy and I had sought the help of a therapist and she directed me to AA and I was thinking but I don't drink every day it's not my problem but she saw in my speaking the personality of someone who was just complaining all the time just didn't have a lot of self-esteem even though graduated from college you know I you know I was really top of my class you know I had all this stuff um you know but I couldn't pinpoint why I was just not able to get things going in my career. And for me, it was an allergy. It was a chemical reaction to having even a glass of wine. And for me, it really was a cycle of reaching for something that was outside of myself for my power and not ever really connecting to that. I had unlimited, vast connection to a spiritual center of power within myself and that changed everything and uh, it totally changed how I looked at everything continues to change how I look at everything and I found I had my spiritual awakening you know talk about ascension and stuff that people do today I I stepped into that fourth dimension for people who are listening it's 
being able to live your life and not be in total reaction all the time. What, what a breath of fresh air, you know, to find peace. And it was all it was was in me, and I didn't know that that was available in in my life. So the struggle of just living. Now I still had the same bills to pay, the same relationship stuff. You know, everything was the same. But I just felt like I had come home, that I had arrived to being part of, that I wasn't alone in my desperate search to be peaceful. Who knew that that was part of addiction? I didn't, you know, we thought it was just putting, just not drinking anymore. So I just had to share that quickly, you know. Oh, yes. Um, And it's so beautiful. And you bring up a good point there. What it what it was for me was I was disconnected from spirit, from source. And that's mm-hmm. what I was always seeking and chasing. And there's also something else, Barbara, that you brought up, and I absolutely love it. And like you said, in it was that we're not pushing the 12-step program because mm-hmm. on my journey, there was a vast wealth of jewels and nuggets along the path and along the way. For instance, what greatly helped me was the Course of Miracles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and also of spiritual churches with like-minded people. I also mm-hmm. had counseling and EMDR mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And so and there was women's circles where, where we were support groups for domestic violence and the women's mm-hmm. shelters. So the journey has been I every single stones that was on my path, I turned over and Mm -hmm. looked and I knew that they were gifts and I'm going, okay, this is the direction. This is Mm -hmm. the road for me to follow. And so it was all implemented in it. And all of the part was uh, assistance with the healing that happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And 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 it's so beautiful. Listening from you, I'm really clear that for many people, it's, um, for myself, finally admitting that you've had enough. Like, finally admitting, like, you know, for me, I, I, I didn't do, I didn't, for me, it was alcohol, but I didn't drink a lot until after college. So it was like between 21 to 28 to, until, until about my early 30s, a short amount of time, but a, but a real, you know, consumption time of just searching for, like, desperately finding my feet in the world and uh, the um, whole idea of being able to admit yourself that you have had enough and, and getting to that point, we call it rock bottom in the program, but hitting that bottom where you feel some people really physically lose everything. And some people it's a spiritual emptiness where they just want to leave the planet you know, for me, I felt like I had my best years as a dancer in college. I had achieved everything I wanted. I had just gotten married, and I felt like it was the end of my life, and I couldn't understand what was going on. But it was my fear of intimacy and trusting people. It wasn't about my achievements anymore. It was something else that I didn't quite have a grasp over. And for me, getting sober allowed me to connect to other pe- people just being ordinary. It wasn't that I had to prove myself anymore. I, it wasn't about straight A's, the best um, art exhibition, or being the perfect dancer's body. It was just being an ordinary person and not having to prove anything and just being totally at peace today, not you know, having to be better than anybody and joining the human race. What a concept. Now, what a concept about just being an ordinary person with your ordinary fellow ma- fellow mankind, right? So, but the whole thing about rock bottom. So people, in a sense, it looks like people have to hurt badly enough before they really dig deep and want to connect to that spiritual, make that spiritual connection. What I want people to do from this show is maybe just take a look at what are your ad- addictive behaviors do you see yourself doing something over and over again that you know doesn't serve you? And it could be, you know, an inordinate amount of time on the Internet or gambling or food. It could be anything. But just knowing that that's a pattern and that pattern is your kind of your gift for you to find yourself. What do you think about um, this? Oh, looks like I lost a caller, so I'm going to keep 
Well, I'm going to just keep speaking, so I think she'll call back. And so if, if anyone's listening, about looking at your unhappiness. Where are you fed up? You've had it. It could be even about politics, you know, because some of us are getting fed up and angry, but you're like kind of wearing it on a daily basis. And you may even do this with um, other areas of your life where you're constantly complaining and then and then just knowing that, I'll just bring Bridget back on again. Here Hi, we Bridget. are. Okay. Hey, Barbara. <laughs> yes. Were you able to listen? I wasn't, and I got disconnected somehow. So it, all okay. of a sudden it just faded. Yes. So okay. I'm, no, I'm here and about, catch me up, please. Yeah, I was just talking about, I really want people to get out of this from even the title, How to Get Your Life Back. I haven't read it yet because it's not out yet, but getting your life back can mean more than you've ever realized. If, if you have what you see as an addictive behavior, and it doesn't have to be like you're getting down, laid out on the floor drunk or, you know, putting a needle in your arm. It could be, it could be that, you know, you keep having this issue of trying to lose weight up and down, up and down for years. Or you don't, relationships seem to be really not great. Or you see yourself worrying and complaining and not moving up in your life or not expanding. These are actually addictive behavior patterns. And we're not therapists. We're here and here, here sharing from our experience, strength, and hope. But it's a possibility that you may have, um, you may get help from just being able to claim it as an addictive behavior. You know, so I'm just trying to you know have people see that some people are in rock bottom, but they but they can't even identify it, which was like for me, I didn't even know I was in rock bottom. I just thought I was in just kind of a depressed phase that I'll snap out of. And um, what I what I got to see from the help of a therapist was that actually my choices were truly, truly creating my life. My choices of the men, my choices of what I put in my body, my choice of thoughts was dictating my whole life. And I really had no idea that I had a choice. And this came from addressing an addiction to wine or, you know, something to take the chill off of my day. So what are your thoughts about um, like rock bottom and for people? Right. I love how it was brought to my attention that it, it was kind of like an elevator and mm-hmm. you could get off on any floor. And so you don't have to hit those points of complete desperation mm-hmm. that when enough it was enough that it was that loneliness, anything that's taking over our life where, where that is making us completely feel whole and mm-hmm. where that, where we're feeling it with, Spirit. Instead, it, it could even come in the form of work addiction. We're in mm-hmm. work addiction and that overachieving and also an avoidance of intimacy from it. And mm-hmm. so anything where other people may be harmed around your surroundings could be addictive. Mm-hmm. And it was brought to me by um, one of my mentors that, it, for instance, if somebody is working so much that it's harming children because it's neglecting them where instead of taking them to sports or being at home cooking dinner and they're just calling home saying that, you know, mommy or daddy's running late again, I'll be there in two hours. It's that disappointment that the children may get. It's, mm-hmm. It may be something that a person may want to look at. Mm-hmm. If people mm-hmm. start approaching you with concerns about certain behaviors or aspects of their life where they're concerned. That's another mm-hmm. focal point that note to self, something maybe want to look, be looked at in that area. But it's, it's amazing because everybody's whole in the soul is different. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of like, am I, what am I serving? Am I serving myself and my ego or am I serving my higher self and humanity mm-hmm. and connected with God and being a child of God? 
And so those are kind of some good barometers. And one of the things for me was that of loneliness and isolation. Mm-hmm. And and people did start confronting me with my behaviors. And, and the amazing thing for me is it wasn't always just alcohol and drugs. It was certain behaviors. It was mm-hmm. other forms where we could address one thing and then it, it charades or masks up in another way. And, and so mm-hmm. these are things to pop up that pop up also. Mm-hmm. So in the in the book, How to Get Your Life Back are, is a beautiful blueprint of mm-hmm. ways out of that with things that offer hope, with practices, with exercises mm-hmm. that oh, good. feed the soul that will, will assist with that. And mm-hmm. so people know that they're not alone, and the identification is huge, you know, mm-hmm. because you could read the book and think, wow, I've done that, but never mm-hmm. told anybody about it, you know, mm-hmm. so it's letting mm-hmm. go of the shame, the guilt, the secrets, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just really, um, the time is very appropriate for it. My angels were saying, um, there's no judgment with people when they are asleep. It's the waking mm-hmm. up right now that all of us are having mm-hmm. to step higher and higher into and that's mm-hmm. for the planetary peace and so the angels are asking us to not go back to sleep and be in our full capacity so we mm-hmm. can be there for the children in the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no i like that that's definitely what's yeah. happening and and then for people who are um thinking about all the stuff that's going on in the world right now i mean there's a lot of stuff happening not only with the politics in our country and politics in other parts of the world and Europe, but there's a whole awakening happening. And the dark, it feels for many like the dark, the negative is taking over, where in fact it's just loud. It's just really, really loud because of the Internet and television and social media. But the light, the light is really bright right now. And I feel that part of us who are awake and people who are awakening, it's our responsibility to share the good. Your book is basically sharing the good. I like the title because it encompasses so much. Um, It just encompasses so much. I mean, how to get your life back. First, some people have to admit that they're they're not with their life, you know. (laughs) They're not with it, what that means for them. and to, I think what, what I saw was that those of us who have something good to share and, you know, the good could be that, hey, I'm a, I don't need alcohol or coffee to feel empowered in my life. And there was a time that I did. And the difference is that I, I connected to my voice. I connected to people. I connected to my husband, you know, to my family. Um, but um, so... The book, I love the, the idea of the blueprint for people to see. I'm really, I was told a, a while back that, <clears throat> you know, even the heads of our countries, there are people, there are a lot of people who are addicts in the world. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. And they are in places of authority. They're places that are running our country. They're running our companies. And one of the things I know I learned is how to be, how to have how to work with, how to be in the world as someone who's not going to use anymore. I'm not going to go home and get drunk because a business partner was rude to me. You know, you know the whole idea, one of the things that I learned, this notion of being too thin-skinned, and what I found is that a lot of us can use that in the spiritual community world. We call, they'll call themselves empaths. You know, I'm I'm an empath, therefore I, I do this and do that. And I think that's all wonderful. But then there's also being too thin-skinned where we are just overreacting to every little thing. And just by acknowledging that I need to be a little more, I just need to be more, I don't like the word thicker-skinned, but yeah, I need to be more assertive and not be walked over just because I think that I'm an empath or I'm this delicate, fragile being. Um what are your thoughts about that? Oh, that's huge. That is 
so very true, and that's where mm-hmm. the approval seeking and the people pleasing. One of the most beautiful things that that I learned is speaking your truth and to mm-hmm. not betray myself. And mm-hmm. those are very important because a lot oftentimes people may think that when they're an empath or a light worker, that mm-hmm. it's not nice to set boundaries and do all of that. But that's not what is intended for us to be. It's it's we are to be empowered and if something mm-hmm. is inappropriately going on then it's okay to be able to speak up and remove yourself from the situation either Mm -hmm. accept Mm -hmm. it change or eliminate but by all means Mm -hmm. it's kind of like if you're invited to a party and you know you're going to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. relax and stay at home or Mm -hmm. or go to movies (laughs) or do something fun it doesn't matter about hurting somebody's feelings Um, my spiritual mentor always says Bridget I don't want you to put yourself in a place where you can get harmed Mm-hmm. In other words, is, you know, in those types of situations that, you know, we, we do pick up on energies in certain places, and we mm-hmm. do have to go out there and, and live in the world. And that's oftentimes why a lot of us did drink or use alcohol is because mm-hmm. we were sensitive to that. And it was kind of it would help take that edge off because mm-hmm. we were feeling so many people's things. and. The beauty of it is, as an empath, we can also use food as an addiction for an insulation to mm-hmm. test on ourselves and mm-hmm. eat our feelings away. And I'm in that. I'm only sharing from my experience what I have used food with. And, mm-hmm. and so, like earlier, it was said, you know, sometimes addictions could switch up or change. It's kind of like changing seats on the Titanic is, is mm-hmm. what it is. And mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I just ask myself, why am I reaching out for this? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to fill a hole? Do I need to go and meditate instead? Do I need some quiet time? Do I mm-hmm. need to go and do some yoga or a beautiful walk out in nature and ground myself again? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. so many beautiful things to do. Mm-hmm. And and what I'm hearing, and they're basic. They're not complicated things. You know, it's not like you have oh. to go into, you don't have to go into the 12th dimension or you don't have to, you know, do these galactic ascension processes, which are all great, but that can be an addiction too, of wanting to not be present. You know, it's an interesting thing with our light worker community. It's very easy to make the own work an addiction. Like I'm not going to be present because I'm going to be, you know, meditating to, to to be in the upteenth ascension level or something. And I found the most, the people, the, my mentors, the people I like being around, the authors are the ones who are grounded. It's like they they live this work. They live the work. They speak it. They live it. You know, it's not about um, constantly, you know, we're working on ourselves all the time, but it's really the power comes from being present. You know, just being present. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that for um, to the, the the word addiction, you know, the word addiction, the word addict, maybe it's from literature and movies that the persona of someone who's an addict is just so horrible. Like, I'm not going to admit that I'm a you know, a recovered alcoholic or an alcoholic. And I'm not going to admit that I'm a drug addict or food addict or gambler or something, you know, or even a sex addict and all the different addictions there are. The ability to admit the truth is so powerful. And yet it's meaningless. You're just calling on something for what it is. And the openings of true spirituality that can come from just telling the truth is just, it's so beautiful. And Many of us didn't have that opportunity in our families because we were born into families where there's not a lot of communication until we got some recovery under our belt, you know. But um, being able to tell the truth. Um, it is, and it's so freeing, and it's kind of like almost 
everybody and all families have skeletons in their closets. And mm-hmm. part of the things is with addictions and recovery is the ones who are blazing the trail with it are they're able to open that closet and look at the skeletons and take them out and realize that it's no longer serving, so why carry it around anymore? It's kind of like carrying mm-hmm. around luggage that's not useful anymore. It doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so anything with the shame and guilt, we were not born to carry that load with mm-hmm. us. And, and what I found in recovery was part of my shame and guilt and the stigma was from the lineage of the family with the ancestor line and from our background of, of where we were from, what happened with with the people, what jobs they had, what service positions they held, and also mm-hmm. of along the way of the secrets of how people had had died from alcoholism mm-hmm. or suicide and what mm-hmm. appeared to be accidents and mm-hmm. and they weren't. And, but mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk about it because of their mm-hmm. shame and grief. And and so part of recovery is bringing in the light and mm-hmm. discarding those old ideas and those old messages and tapes that mm-hmm. free ourselves from it. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's why these rooms or any group where people can get together and feel safe and open up maybe to just listen to other people sharing about their past begins to heal yours. Cause as you sit and listen, you realize how much you can identify with someone else's um, skeletons and their secrets. And it is such a, a freeing experience to be able to identify with others that your, you know, your chest, your Pandora's box of stuff that you don't want anyone to know about yourself. Um, and, and, and it is, I have my own, ancestry and lineage of things that for the longest time I was ashamed of, the poverty, the alcoholism, the physical abuse of children, just things that I just kind of wanted to park and go out and try to look perfect in the world, you know. And yet so many have um, an array, you know, of dysfunction. And that it is not something that we need to wear as a badge or as a chip on our shoulder. It's not who we are. It's not who we are. It's what happened, but it's not who we are. (laughs) Right, right. You know. So one of the things that happens when I think people, I think it's also spiritual. uh, It is a spiritual moment when people get ready to admit the step one, which I think is so profound is, being able to admit that your life is unmanageable, but really be able to say that, you know, in this area of relationship with men, my life is unmanageable instead of like, no, it's, I kind of feel like I'm just going through a phase. And I read that in a book and other, I know other celebrities are doing what I went through. So there's nothing wrong here versus being able to look at it from that place. I really call it this is how I was guided. And I think people are being guided by angels and may not be a physical form they see, but people are being guided to um, rid of their diet, too much caffeine or sugar or alcohol or tobacco. We're being guided. And some people think it's just a little health thought that they're having, but they're really being guided to an extraordinary possibility of an unbelievable transformation by paying attention to these messages. And that's what blows me away, that what the extraordinary possibilities that are available when you face your addictions, because the help of the angels and God's spirit, ascended masters, who you have connected with already, really begins to take you over. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? It's, it is that still quiet voice it's mm-hmm. as a higher self and creator and angels and spirit guides and ascended masters is always there with us. And, and it is, it, it comes in a thought form. Mm-hmm. And in that 
the addictions could be louder than that, mm-hmm. and and that's the part that needs to tone down and quiet down, and that's why the beautiful things of practicing the presence of peace helps override that. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many simple things like mantras and prayers and practicing peaceful practices instead of practicing the behavior of certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it allows the light in, and the light is exactly how we overcome those things. And mm-hmm. there's so many different things, and I love what you said about with the relationships. That's a whole nother mm-hmm. ball ball game itself of relationship addiction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know until I met my wonderful husband, I, I had also hit a rock bottom in relationships. Because mm-hmm. I was seeking company that was, you know, they say water rises to its level. And when when I was not doing things in the light, I was the company that I was keeping. I was kind of going, oh, this is kind of a rough crowd here. And mm-hmm. the common denominator was I was right there with them. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it was actually, <laughs> I was kind of the ringleader of it. And, and so, but, you know, that's how... The justification is it's yeah. kind of like, oh, these people are mm-hmm. rough. I better get out of here instead of me going, oh, you kind of orchestrated this little get-together here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but that's how cunning and baffling it is. And and so just anything, um, spirit works in amazing ways of just, and it's not a complete sentence or a long mm-hmm. dialogue. You just get thoughts of, well, maybe this isn't in my best interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know. it's that quiet, still voice, and it's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, of looking or seeing, well, not of being envious of somebody else's life, but looking and going, wow, they're, mm-hmm. they don't seem to have the problems that I'm having right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that could be from, a sober lifestyle and believe me with with anything life is in session and life mm-hmm. happens and there's been plenty of opportunities of when things have happened and you know such as with illnesses losses there's mm-hmm. been plenty of opportunities to pick up again mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. with the spiritual tools that are now in my life I grab onto those things instead of a bottle or instead of drugs Mm -hmm. or instead of something else that would um, numb me out. And and that Mm -hmm. could come in food, sugar, any, any various thing where I'm just wanting to sedate myself. (laughs) Shopping is another one. Sure. It's vast. It's Mm -hmm. just vast. But I'm really getting that how. Hot. I'm really getting that how addictions really are the possibility to the true path of spiritual awakening. You know, if we embrace our addictions, they are a path to our spiritual awakening. And, um, yeah, you know, and like you said, I know that your husband's a sound healer, so just Tibetan sound bowls, crystal sound healing. You know, I, I also had many stepping stones before I actually found that, you know, stopping alcohol into my body was the next step, but I had done the Course in Miracles, the Affirmations, Louise Hayes books, just, you know, personal development courses that still I can use the um, information from, but it wasn't until like I could honor my, my body, my energy, that things totally, totally changed, totally shifted. My, I lived, I felt like my life went from living from black and white to full color. I found my voice. You know, I just thought I was going to be a quiet, introvert artist type that stayed away from people for the rest of my life. No, that was it. You know, I was just going to hide in my art and um, do life that way. And little did I know that I had this huge voice that wanted to come out, taking acting courses when I turned 40, became an actor. Just my life just opened up. And this all came from, you know, my addiction was to something else other outside of my body to give me courage. And for me, that was in, you know, some alcohol. And it wasn't like, like drop down drunk every day. It was just that little something that wasn't me. I needed, I needed something else outside of me to give me courage. 
And what freedom to have is to find out that that's inside of me. If there's nothing outside of me that's going to give me the courage that's not inside of me already. And then I can deepen that with my work with the angels, um, meditation, daily healthy practices. Um, it's, uh, the freedom is, I can't even, who knew, who knew that um, the sobriety would just be so amazing. And people who know me, they think they don't know me from my crazy days. They just think I'm then. They don't know that I was the person, like you said, the ringleader. You know, I, I was the one who was at the after hours clubs in New York City walking home at 6 a.m., you know, in the same clothes that I, you know, left last night, the night before. Yeah. You know, I was, I was the one who was with a new boyfriend every six months, you know, and having, you know, just a lot of chaos in my life. But I thought I was living the artist's life, and I thought I was pretty cool until it got kind of ugly. Right. Right. So if anyone's, you know, we have, we don't have a lot of callers today. I think maybe our topic is just a little, it, you know, I'm think I think I'm stepping out by having and talking about this because it matters for me. And I know it matters to a lot of people, but it's very, very easy to disguise addictions today. It's very easy. And, um, and I know I did it, but it's, you know, what do you, what are your thoughts on that, Bridget? Do you, I'm starting to feel like it's a spiritual calling almost to be granted this entry point of, it's a lot of soul searching. You know, when you really start addressing addiction, it's not easy. <laughs> you begin, that's when life really begins. It's rigorous, you know, it's rigorous. It but is, and one of the things... Up. Oh, yes, and one of the things is it's because our ego doesn't want to look within the shadows. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I always love working with Archangel Raphael and asking for him to use an emerald green searchlight to search in the crevices of the soul and see mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is serving in a gentle healing way. Mm-hmm. And Oftentimes, there's a great fear to look within. And, mm-hmm. and in that, though, that's just our ego, and our ego's not our amigo. It's just one of those things just keeping us from expanding and growing. Mm-hmm. And it's very safe to stay comfortable. Mm-hmm. It is very safe, and there's nothing but greatness to... Mm-hmm greatness and insight and clarity and and just this beautiful opportunity for soul growth because mm-hmm. people will be able to help so many more people also and it's one of our things that society is is facing right now or not mm-hmm. facing. It's kind of like some people may want to bury their heads in the sand and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And and that is their path also mm-hmm. for the ones who are being called to assist with this new movement and sober light workers. It, it's something that we need to take a look at what we're eating, what we're ingesting, what we're drinking, mm-hmm. what we're using, what, what are we doing to disconnect mm-hmm. or unplug? And mm-hmm. So even yeah. with this this book it's it's a continual thing of soul growth and I love to find out where I'm wrong or where something's not serving me anymore because mm-hmm. there's growth in that there's mm-hmm. growth and it's why we're here mm-hmm. and and what I saw is that I noticed that um, that's not for everyone because I I have many people I work with in the spiritual community in I forget that you can't always have an open conversation like you can with someone who's sober and who is a sober mind and heart that they're, that they welcome just rigorous honesty. <laughs> you know, that not everyone does, you know, and, um, but let's go ahead. I have, I have a caller here. Let's just take um, a Yay. moment here and let's see what our caller would like to know today. So hold on. So area code nine five one. Welcome and what is your name and how can we help you today? 
Well, it's uh, Nathaniel calling in. Hello. Hi, Nathaniel. We're on the air with Bridget Parvin, the author of this book, How to Get Your Life Back, soon to be released from Hay House. So we're really excited about this. Do you have any questions that you'd like? Uh, would you like a reading or what would you like? I've gone through kind of a three-year transition now, and I'm getting back on my feet somewhat on my own, uh, probably with the angel's help, Mark's left. Uh, and um, i am uh, been a, in a segregated area in the desert, and I'm moving back into Orange County, and so I don't know. Uh, I seem, they seem to be opening doors for me, so... Uh, Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what, is you, specific, uh, what is your specific question today? Do you see me uh, renting a, uh, a uh, room or a house or something? To... Okay. So I'm going to do some angel cards. Bridget, whenever you're ready, you can jump in also. Okay. I'm... I'm seeing that Orange County is going to be a great opportunity for you. And be open to the connections that you will be making. It's completely different, of course, from where you're at now. So just enjoy this area where you're going. So there's going to be some more expansion and a larger awakening for you. And your angels are with you every step of the way, and it is especially Archangel Jeremiah. Hmm. So there's um, this Orange County is going to bring a lot of creativity back into your life, so go for it. Yeah, I've just noticed all the place, good places to eat and stuff and, you know, the great weather and, uh, you know, the great people and, the, uh, you know, all the yoga places and metaphysical places that uh, I seem to, uh, I've stopped by the old Crystal Cave uh, over there in, um, I think it's Costa Mesa. It used to be in Orange, but uh, I had went over there over 30 years ago. And I went back and I go, wow, it's been a long time since I've been into metaphysics and stuff. So, uh, um I'm really happy to get back into the uh, the area. And, you know, I, I got some angel cards for you also, Nathaniel. And the very first card, I did three cards for you, was that it's going to be successful, just like Bridget has uh, noted. And just go ahead, confidently, confidently accept opportunities you were, you know, you're offered and that you actually have the Midas touch. So you, you can pretty much turn it into gold, whatever you do. Uh, you want to let go of the past, give over your worries to the angels, work with Archangel Michael to cut your cords of the past. This is a whole new beginning. And we also have um, meditation. Spend some time in meditation. And you, like I tell my listeners, you don't necessarily have to do 30 minutes, but do your practices that will allow you to just be peaceful as you make this new change. And a new change in your life. Mm-hmm. I uh, was looking for a room in Craigslist and stuff, and I had met a couple people that could speak very good English, and they wanted to know a lot about me, so it seemed really uh, uncomfortable. But I met this other gentleman, uh, Dwayne, and he knew somebody named Joe that was renting a room with a private bath uh, for 600 and it uh, includes, I think, Wi-Fi, and I know it has cable TV in there, like 170 channels or something, so... Um, it doesn't really have kitchen or washing things, but it's a really peaceful place mm-hmm. in back. I think you enter through the bathroom and the backyard through, like has like louver windows you sand, and then it has a couple of windows and a bed. And it's always, already somewhat furnished, so I don't know if mm-hmm. I have any storage area. But it was really a kind of a godsend yesterday because I was looking you know, it happened in the last 24 hours, and somebody said, mm-hmm. "Well, I know, I know someone renting a room, and uh, they've had a hard time trying to rent it. You know, cause people come over and want to rent a room. They got like 12 dogs or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and it seemed to work out. You know, the guy really highly recommended me, and he says, "Well, he goes, well, if you recommend the guy, I don't need a deposit." Mm-hmm. So, like so, uh, I see, you have the Midas touch right now. You know, it's just uh, about allowing yourself to not let your ego take over and just 
move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. move forward. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much, ladies. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you again for calling in, Nathaniel. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, so anyway, so um, we have people will be able to listen to this on replay also. So are there any other topics you want to cover as we um, come to the last part of the show? Um, when, oh, do you have an there idea? Are, yes, there, there's some topics just to um, know that you're not alone in this. And, and if the coming out of the isolation part, if, if that's the way you're feeling, you know, feel free mm-hmm. to contact on Facebook. And mm-hmm. also there's a wealth of information with different Facebook groups where now there's so many different online online things where you don't physically have to go to a meeting, but there's also mm-hmm. support groups where you could reach out online. That's a big mm-hmm. new thing that is happening with the internet. So distance is no isn't a barrier anymore. And whatever you can do and whatever your path is, whether it be yoga working with angels, anything that brings you peace and practicing mm-hmm. that instead of practicing the other is is very much going to fill the reserve of that hole in there. Mm-hmm. And so just know that know that if you're getting the guidance to something or that there's just a little too much activity of that stuff going on in your life that that is the voice of your angels. Mm-hmm. Or your higher self, or your ascended masters, and and go with it. Mm-hmm. And and it's that, and also physically, if you are in a larger city, there are more meetings and there are places you can go, and it doesn't cost you anything. I mean, they don't ask for money, so you can get help. Um, for you know, some of us would give a dollar, but you don't even have to give a dollar just to be present and to be in the physical room. Um, I just want to share that Bridget has really amazing weekly angel card readings by video. So, and also she does a weekly um, blog now. And so she's a resource of a lot of information to support you in your spiritual transformation, whatever you're going through. And it's, there's a really uncanny, it's, it's, you know, we're in tune with messages that people need to hear. And um, so I highly suggest that you go to her website, find her Facebook pages and her YouTube channel to take advantage of this free support. It is, it's free. And, um, and if you happen to live in Northern California, then you can actually be at her, go to her yoga studio there, which is, it looks so amazing. Um, I just want to just say just to be so grateful that we have the angels in our life today and that they've always been there. But if we were too worried, too addicted to worry, too addicted to being to suffering, too addicted to being a victim or zoned out by chemicals or drugs or alcohol, we couldn't hear their messages. And it's such an amazing thing to get clear to clear yourself as much as possible. It's not about being perfect. It's about progress. You know, little change can make a huge difference. But the messages are all around us, and we can actually listen better if our vessel is clear. Um, Any other thoughts, Bridget? It's, It's just the magnitude of this is is vast. And I Mm -hmm. love that you said when you live in big cities, there are the different meetings that one can go to. There's, there's just so many different practices in that. And now yoga of recovery is something big that's happening at Mm. yoga studios. And uh, my teacher, I was blessed to learn that where we do yoga, the practice of yoga and do a check-in. So even, Mm -hmm. even your yoga classes are practicing something of bringing more, divine love into that heart space and and just Mm. to take care of our body temple and that's all it is it's Mm -hmm. it's just honoring our body temple and not thrashing it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. purifying 
our thoughts. And it is progress, not perfection. It's just, it's practice. And Mm -hmm. when you join connecting with other people who are like-minded, it it helps stay on track. It really does Mm -hmm. because you don't feel so alone or isolated. And it gives more purpose to life. And the Mm -hmm. next thing before you know it is someone's going to come along your path that's feeling the way that you had been and you're able to reach out your hand and mm-hmm. connect with them and pass that on to him. And there's, there's no greater gift than that of, of helping mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters along this path. And mm-hmm. it's just it's a beautiful thing. It comes it in so many different forms. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. And so it's everybody really on this planet has a life purpose. And so if you're breathing, and I mean, there's beautiful things for you to do in this world. And and so we're not just here to be sitting and waiting or being quiet or silent. There's actually, it's, it's a being proactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's quite amazing. So I'm just so grateful that you and I got to share this hour together, and I really you know, I just want to thank God and the angels that allowed us to share this information. I hope that, you know, it does reach out to other people. Do you have an idea when your book may come out? I have a feeling it will be this fall. I'm closer than ever in April. I had sent that Hay House author questionnaire in. The book has already been turned in in January. And then I also did a video trailer in mid-April, so I'm, I'm, um, I know for sure it will be this year. So it just feels like in the fall. So I'm really excellent. excited about that. Yay! Excellent! I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. So, um, normally I have a, a many more callers today, Bridget, but I just want to say that it was perfect the way it was supposed to be. We had time to, t- t- you know, touch upon a lot of different aspects about this and once again you know please um reach out to bridget at bridgetparvin.com and uh and her amazing youtube videos and to get the latest notification about her book also so you want to stay you know connected to her there and then if anything about me is also at my website at bcalvanocoaching.com um, that's pretty much, we're coming into the end of our show. It went really fast, you know, very, very fast. It did. No, it, did. it is a t- topic close to my heart. It's, uh, you know, my own, uh, you know, story is that I, I had depression all my life. And for me, ever since I had my spiritual awakening in, in the 12 step program, I just, I don't get depressed anymore. I get a little low, but nothing compared to how it used to be. Nothing compared. And a lot of that has to do with uh, embracing living a sober life and learning new principles, learning learning a new way to be in life, to be connected. And I'm just so, so grateful for that. Absolutely. And I'm grateful to be on your show, and I absolutely love the work that you do, Barbara. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So... We're coming to a goodbye. Hope you have a wonderful day, Bridget. And Nathaniel, thank you for calling in. We wish you the very best with your finding a new place. And um, have a beautiful week. There's a lot of light in the world, people. Don't get sucked into the darkness. You know, curb your addiction to having to know every little detail about what's going on in politics or any world events. You kind of know, getting a whiff of it off of social media. Don't have to completely, you know, drink it all in, you know, let yourself see the peace. There's an incredible golden light available right now. It's very, very bright, but we just have to be ready for it and allow it, allow the good. There's tremendous amount of good in the world. So have a blessed day, everyone. Bridget, I love you. Say big hug to you. I love you, you, Barbara. Thank you so much. Big hug to you and your husband. One day I hope to visit you guys in Northern California. So Thank take you care. You too. Lots of love. Bye. Bye-bye.